The following presentation is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information about Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. This presentation also contains adult language and adult themes. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my test broadcast of Alpha Geek Radio. This is something I've been planning in the back of my head for some time and have been gathering resources to try and put on. And because the wife is out of town and the children are in bed and there's a reasonable chance that I'll get at least a couple of hours of peace before the evil baby monitor behind me will squawk at me, then I thought I'd give it a try and try a few ideas on for size. I'm very interested in all of your feedback, uh, up to and including the broadcast rig that I'm using, because I'm using what I don't normally use. I'm using my main uh, computer and spent the day-to-day kind of checking it out and making sure that it uh, could handle this, but uh, things tend to break the minute you get on the air, so let me know. What is Alpha Geek Radio. Well, it's been many things in my head, and I've come to a recent decision to try and roll it out in this format. There is a little thing out there that you may have run into, and I've recently been combing through, called the Creative Commons Licensing Platform. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing, whereby artists of all kinds can release their content, giving some rights and reserving others. So, for example, this performance is released under a Creative Commons, non-commercial, share-alike license. It's a wonderful thing. And if you want to know what what I just said actually means, you can go to creativecommons.org and read up on it. It is a happy, happy thing. It also means that there is a treasure trove of information out there and a treasure trove of content out there that is freely available for inclusion in a broadcast such as this one, just so long as I'm not attempting to make money off of their work, which I'm not. There will be no advertisements during this show. There will be no solicitations for funds during this show. And the show, once it is done, will be released freely under the same terms of the licenses that the content I plan to play on it have been released. That's the share-alike portion of our program. So anyone who wishes to download this for free will be able to download it for free in the usual manner from vtwproductions.com. It's a happy, happy thing. Uh, none left. Why are you spamming alphageekradio.com? That's not a site that I use for anything other than beta testing widgets and stuff for my students at the university. So alphageekradio.com is not a live site. You can go look at it, but it's got fake content on it, and it's mostly for teaching my students about um, how to set up their own sites. But I digress. I guess I should beat my uh, rep about the head and neck with a blunt instrument. Speaking of which, if you're listening live and you're not in IRC, you should be. Come to vtwproductions.com and click on the chat link. If you have a webcam, choose the Video Plus chat link. 
If you have just a computer, click on the chat link and don't take up a video slot because that would be evil. There are a couple of us in the video chat. If you want to see who's doing this broadcasting and see the people who are listening, well, God help you all. Uh, we are still beta testing our talk box system. Seems to be working pretty well. And I can see all of them and they can all see me. <laughs> Why you would want to, I have no idea. Face for radio, ladies and gentlemen. It's a happy, happy thing. So I spent the day today doing just an initial pass at gathering content that I think would be of interest to members of the tribe who are listening, either live or via podcast, and I'm going to share some some of it with you this evening. I'm also going to charge all of you with the task of going out and finding more. Yes, I'm giving you homework because I'm lazy that way. It's what I do. Send information about stuff you've found that interests you, that you think others might be interested in hearing, that is licensed under the Creative Commons licenses in such a way where we would be permitted to include it in a podcast without fear of being sued. Send it to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. Yes, I know that's the same email address that I use for Casually Hardcore. This is a beta test. If this show grows up and... That's interesting. I just broke my microphone. Um, if this show grows up and becomes its own entity, then it'll get its own email address. For now, just use the show at alphageekradio.com. Please stand by while I unscrew my microphone. See, the people who are watching via video were much more entertained by that because, well, they could actually see me thinking with my microphone because I'm stupid that way. So coming up in our first little segment here, um, I actually have a just a preview of something that's going to go out tomorrow on Casually Hardcore that was sent in to us by Mayasa, which was an alternate intro for Casually Hardcore. So you guys will be the first ones to hear that. Following that... We have a couple of tracks from a little group you may have run into on the internet called Paul and Storm. If you have not run into Paul and Storm, after the show is over, you must go forth and find them, because after you listen to these, you will understand why. We also have a track in there from the good old Jonathan Colton, one of the great pioneers of Creative Commons licensing and nerd rock. So... We have two tracks from Paul and Storm, one from Jonathan Colton, and then I'll be back to chit-chat at you some more. Coming at you right now, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. This is the beta test broadcast of Alpha Geek Radio. I am Gnomewise, you are the world, and I am Versus... Wait, no, that's somebody else. I'll be back after... Identify yourself. Commander, the transmission seems to be coming from uh, VTW.com. It's it's casually hardcore, only on Versus the World Radio. Who set all these lab monkeys free? Yeah! 
from the North Virginia suburbs and near Philly do they ride. One, he has a goatee and a six-string by his side. The other packs a keyboard and sarcasm finely honed. The two men ride together into the great unknown. They are not seeking justice, they've got no wrongs to right. They're just here to sing some dick jokes and head off into the night. In rental vans and airplanes, they travel across the land. With songs of nuns and pirates, they are the opening band. Paul and Storm, Paul and Storm, Paul and Storm, Paul and Storm. La 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 la. Paul and Storm, Paul and Storm, Paul and Storm. Please no flash photography of Paul and Storm. Present our title bout for the evening. In this corner, weighing in at 114 pounds, by way of the sisters of Our Lady of the Immaculate Right Cross, with a record of 23 and 1, with 15 knockouts, 3 TKOs. Two decisions, three conversions, and one exorcism. The high priestess of penance, the pounding penguin, the assassin of the passion, the stinging nun, and the Roman Catholic wrecking ball. From Dublin, Ireland, Sister Mary Catherine, the habit breaker in and in this corner, weighing in at an even 82 pounds, by way of the Order of St. Adelaide of Perpetual Confrontation, with a record of 66 and 6, with one disqualification for using a ruler. Vatican vixen, the pontiff's pitbull, the original sinner, the homicidal bride of Christ, the assaulter from the altar, the undertaker, and the mother superior of kicking posterior. From Mexico City, Sister Maria Teresa Garcia Graziella Aguilera Delgado Francisco Diego Arroyo Inigo Montoya Zapata Paquito El Guapo Abuelita De La Boom Boom Mendoza In nome de Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti Now let's get ready to rumble.
face those demons down It's all that infinite complexity Could be described by simple rules Use a giant brain and turn the game around And below the storm Saw a vision in his head A bulbous pointed form Picked his pencil up and he wrote his TWProductions.com, a place to get your news via podcast and blog, a home for nerds and geeks at VTWProductions.com. So, that's kind of what I had in mind. 
if that gives you a hint of where I'm headed with this. And actually, I'm not going to restrict the content. It just needs to be something that I can play without fear of someone you know, sending me a summons. So, to refresh, this presentation is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share-Alike Non-Commercial License, which is basically the same license that all the content I'm playing is also released under. Because they are share-alike, I am required and happy to release the content that I create using their content using the exact same license. So what I need you guys to do is head over to creativecommons.org or you can go straight to this wonderful search tool for Creative Commons licensed music and other content called Jamendo. It's J-A-M-E-N-D-O dot com. And it's a search engine for tens of thousands of artists, excuse me, tens of thousands of tracks from thousands of artists who have all elected to release their music under the Creative Commons license. I am set up there as GnomeWise VTW. Yes, someone had already taken the name GnomeWise. Go figure. So I am GnomeWise VTW. If you log in and create a free account for yourself, you can build playlists and send them to me. So dig through there for the kinds of music that you like and build me a playlist. Send it to GnomeWise VTW via Jamendo and I will obtain the music and I will include it in playlists on this show if this show goes forward. Uh, I spent a little bit of our teeny bit of uh, advertising revenue this uh, earlier today purchasing the albums that you're hearing tonight from Paul and Storm, Molly Lewis, and Jonathan Colton. Uh, thankfully, they included some wonderful uh, album collections on their sites, which is basically, press this button and get everything I've ever released, ever. And did that with Jonathan Colton, did that with uh, Paul and Storm. So they will be heavily represented tonight, because that's what I had time to gather together today to do this example show with a little bit of OC Remix and uh, Molly Lewis, Adam Savage, and Will Wheaton thrown in for good measure. So go forth via creativecommons.org and or jamendo.com and find Creative Commons licensed artists that are interested in getting, well, free promotion for their uh, creations on this show. And we'll see if this thing has legs, meaning make sure we can get enough interesting content for our community each week to keep this going every single week and not get completely repetitive and boring. Now, I expect certain tracks will become beloved and will appear in every show because that's just how these things go. If you've ever been a listener to Dr. Demento, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, for the last several decades, you couldn't listen to an episode of Dr. Demento without hearing fish heads. So that's likely to happen here, and I have no problem with that. My inspiration for this show is very heavily from a little thing you may have run into on the internet or in person if you're very, very lucky, called Wootstock. If you check out Wootstock.net, that's W-0-0-T-S-T-O-C-K.net, you will see this creation that I'm not sure if I'm attempting to replicate, but certainly uh, shamelessly mimicking with the creation of Alpha Geek Radio. And what they do is live shows, three hours typically, uh, containing extremely geeky content. And, well, that's kind of what I'm planning to do with this, but I can do it a hell of a lot more often than they can. 
Uh, just can't really do it live or in person, but I can still hopefully entertain the hell out of all of you. We shall see. Uh, Grimhound in the IRC, what did Gabe Newell do? 24,000 free copies of Left 4 Dead 2, two per person. Well, where's mine, huh? Where's mine? Uh-huh. Anyway. So I get for looking into the deep black void that is the IRC. Hi, new person coming into video chat. So, to review, Creative Commons licensing is a wonderful, wonderful thing. As long as someone has released their content uh, for non-commercial use and don't mind merely having attribution and share-alike restrictions, then I'm all good with that. I will happily play, promote the hell out of their content, entertain you guys, and have a good time in the process. In that spirit, I have another block set up for you here. A little bit different this time. I have content from another really good Creative Commons artist, Molly Lewis, who plays the ukulele, uh, which I have a special fondness for, and is also a wonderful singer. I have a track from Adam Savage. Now, those of you who have listened to Casually Hardcore know that I have a special fondness uh, for the Mythbusters. Uh, as evidenced by the large number of drop-ins. Adam, the police officer said you need to drink more. And what else do we have from them? There we go. Here's a classic. Episode. I reject your reality and substitute my own. So this is a recording of Adam Savage when he was actually speaking at one of the Woodstock pre- uh, presentations, of which he is one of the creators. Uh, the primary creators of Woodstock are Adam Savage, Will Wheaton, and Paul and Storm previously played and will be played more this episode uh him giving a presentation called simply titled made of awesome and i'll let you go from there so i have molly lewis up front in a track called my hope followed by adam savage and made of awesome another jonathan colton track called skull crusher mountain and then several paul and storm tracks simply titled more rejected um Advertising submissions. Uh, advertisements for major brands that you will never, ever, ever hear on the radio unless you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. Send me your feedback to the show at AlphaGeekRadio.com. Requests, uh, directions to find freely available and replayable content. I'll try and cram it into today's show. If not, we'll put it in future shows. The show at alphageekradio.com. If you're listening live and you're not in the IRC channel, why not? Come to vtwproductions.com. Click on chat. Join the chat. Come join us. Be indoctrinated. It's a wonderful thing. If you have a webcam, do the video chat thing too because we're not, we're not scary. Honest. Here comes your next segment of Alpha Geek Radio. Here it comes. Okay, that was just really creepy. I'll be back. I'm Octail. I am Gnomewise. And you are listening to VTWProductions.com. Versus the World Radio. The years are gone. 
going by so fast it really is bewildering and we'll be so called grown-ups and have mortgages and children i hope we all gain worldliness and wisdom and maturity but i hope most of all that myspace falls into obscurity i hope our profiles all go dead entombed in distant servers a monument to our youth Although lacking its observers, your page will be an empty shell when no one is behind it. I hope your MySpace stays forever. And I hope that your kids find it. How I hope that you forget about your MySpace. I hope it slips completely from your mind. And I hope it stays up long enough for the next generation to find. And I hope that it embarrasses your children. Hope their bratty friends will forward it around. And I hope that you forget your password so you cannot take it down. kids think you're vaguely square it will be so much clearer when they laugh at the pictures you took in your bathroom mirror they will not know your favorite band or any of the others who is this soldier boy you reference who's the jonas brothers they'll marvel at how old you are they'll raffle at your outfits your style may pass as vintage in the future though i doubt it I hope that you forget about your MySpace. I hope it slips completely from your mind. And I hope it stays up long enough for the next generation to find. And I hope that it embarrasses your children. Hope their bratty friends will forward it around. And I hope that you forget your password so you cannot take it down. I hope your cynical kids say, holy crap, this is great. These comments date all the way back to 2008. I hope they dig through your pictures and find some we might call compromising. I hope seeing their mom in a swimsuit or smoking a hookah isn't too traumatizing. But it will be past their comprehension. They'll ask, did Grandpa not give you enough attention? That guy knows everyone Hope that you forget about your MySpace I hope it slips completely from your mind And I hope it stays up long enough For the next generation to find And I hope that it will humble you forever And I hope your kids don't let you live it down And I hope that you forget your password So you cannot take it down They might go through your top eight friends, read your comments at the most. I only wish that they could see the inane bulletins you post. A, a few years ago, I want to tell you this. A few years ago, my wife and I went to Italy. We got invited by a, a, a friend of mine. His family had a hotel in Tuscany, which turned out to actually be a 6th century restored monastery uh, that was one of the most unfathomably beautiful places I've ever been. And even though the jet lag kicked our ass with a nine-hour change, we had the most stunning, like, five days in this impossibly gorgeous location. 
And on the last day that we were there, this British family came and they had done something on the Discovery Channel and the, the food was amazing. The cook bought everything that morning and the scotch was really old and smooth. And we were all really funny and fabulous. And I, I, I started to drink that, you know, where you're constantly talking and filling your glass and wondering why no one else is drinking scotch as fast as you are. <laughs> I didn't black out. I remember all five of the last scotches. I think actually at one point I ran back to my room to put on the pinstripe suit I bought that day to show everyone because it was so fabulous. It was Italy. And I woke up the next morning with... Um, the most epic hangover possible, really conceivable. Sometimes you wake up and you think it, we had to get up at like six in the morning to make it to the Pisa airport to fly back to England. And sometimes you wake up and you feel hungover and you think maybe it's gonna be bad. And then you wake up and it's not that bad. Like you start to function. This one was so much the antithesis of that. The longer I was awake, the worse things got. <laughs> Coffee didn't help. A big greasy delicious eggs and bacon breakfast didn't help. Getting up at 6 in the morning didn't help. Driving to Pisa Airport in this big diesel van, passenger van, sleeping on the back seat until the driver slammed on the brakes on the highway and sent me careening into the seat ahead of me with my glasses flying off my head into the wheel well didn't help. And if, there's a, if there was a movie being filmed outside Pisa Airport in which a, frat, a car full of frat boys uh, pulls up I played the part perfectly because we got to Pisa Airport. I literally woke up, opened the door, and vomited right on the street in front of Pisa Airport. And then I looked up and hoped that no one would recognize me. And I thought that that was it. You know, you throw up and it's pretty much uphill from there. But no. Okay, there was a little bit of uphill because we had frequent flyer miles and we got bumped to first class. So we got in first, we sit in first class, and I'm sitting in the aisle, and I'm starting to look at the bathroom because I can tell that it, the worst is not over, I'm going to have to throw up again. And the only question is, am I gonna throw up now, or do I really have to throw up? It's feeling like it might, or do I wait the inevitable 15 minute lag time between the time the door closes and the plane's at 35,000 feet? Am I gonna be able to hold that 15 minutes? Because I don't wanna throw up in the little bag. My wife tries to talk to me, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> staring at the door, staring at the door. So finally I realize, I think it's gonna happen. I think the disconnect has really occurred. I'm gonna, I'm gonna boot. So I make my way to the bathroom and I close the door. And I'm now in the tiny little bathroom. And anyone who's ever tripped on acid will tell you the bathroom is the last place you want to go. It's like the portal of bad things. And I'm in this bathroom, and the moment I close the door and it smells bad and I'm feeling nauseous, I'm also struck with the need for the post-grog bog that I need to poop. And it's really, like, it's really a powerful, it's a powerful urge. These two powerful urges are working against each other. I found out that there's a name for this condition. It's called the rooster tail. And now I'm unsure about which end to present to the little toilet. Eventually I figure, okay, I'm going to poop, so I go like this, and the smell is so god-awful that I immediately have to throw up. Isn't that a great story? I think to myself, I... I... Welcome to my secret lair on Skullcrusher Mountain 
hope that you've enjoyed your stay so far I see you met my assistant Scarface His appearance is quite disturbing But I assure you he's harmless enough He's a sweetheart, calls me master And he has a way of finding pretty things Sports, sports, lots of sports, sports, sports. 
and boobies once a year. Sports Illustrated. Make it a special night tonight when you turn down the light. Everything tastes better with Cool Whip. Franco-American SpaghettiOs. Show them your old face. are free and the chefs boy are the olive garden are you tired of being dyed in hatred of being peed on by of being enticed to play xbox and have ice cream or worst of all to visit the spirit here every week with ireland then it's time to do something about it the world strikes back every saturday with gohex only on vtwproductions.com And I am back. This is Gnomewise doing a test run of Alpha Geek Radio live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. So, are you guys as entertained by Paul and Storm as I am? Well, it doesn't matter if you are, because I control the microphone. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that my out loud voice? God damn me. Uh, probably should have mentioned earlier, especially with some of the tracks I'll be playing in a little bit that Alpha Geek Radio will likely need to be rated M for Mature. Uh, yes, yeah, so we, we will be using all the grown-up words in sentences this evening, so if you are sensitive to such things, you should likely tune out before the next segment, because damn. But I digress. Um, so, Black Void of the IRC. How are we doing? Is this something that you think has legs, that it will uh, be something we could do as a show, especially with good input from the uh, community by way of suggestions about the kinds of things you would like to hear? I've already received uh, one suggestion from Jamendo, which I'll be playing later on in the show. Uh, Gohex went out there, found some songs, and said, Here, play this one, which I said, Alrighty then, and queued it up. It's a wonderful thing. Immediate response. It's a happy, happy thing. So... This next segment will be something a little bit different. This is a basically an entire miniature show uh, produced by one Will Wheaton, who you may have heard me honk on mightily about in the past. Yeah, Will Wheaton is kind of sort of one of my heroes, because he does everything a lot better than I do that I want to do. And he has a show that he does periodically, uh, direct to podcast, called Radio Free Burrito. And he releases it under the Creative Commons Attribution Share-Alike Non-Commercial License. You may have heard that mentioned earlier in the show, which means we're allowed to play it here. And I will play it for you because it's entertaining. Now, it also contains grown-up words, so this is your chance to tune out. Uh, if you are bored by such things, then go off to Jamendo during this next segment and find me music that you'd like to hear played and you'd like to share with your fellow tribe members out there in the Versus the World community. Send it into the show at alphageekradio.com and I'll get it queued up in time for the next segment. So coming up next here, we have a short episode of Radio Free Burrito, available from RadioFreeBurrito.com, produced by Will Wheaton. And you can find him there and all the other 28 episodes that I'm not going to be playing tonight. And 
tell me what you think. I'll be back right after Will. What's in your drink, man? Wait, what? I said, what's in your drink, man? I don't know. I drank it, man. It's in my stomach. Ah, well, what's in your ears, then? First is the World Radio at vtwproduction.com. Ah, I love that place, man. Wait, what? It is Wednesday, May the 4th, 2010. This is Radio Free Burrito, episode 27. Hipsters, flipsters, and finger-poppin' daddies, knock me your loads. So we were having a conversation on Reddit, either yesterday or the day before, about Depeche Mode. And a Redditor said, I really want to get some Depeche Mode. I've just heard the band for the first time. Where should I start? So I went to the comments and saw that a lot of people said, just start with Violator. And I've written about this before. I think that depending upon your age, uh, your Depeche Mode album, the Depeche Mode album, tends to be Black Celebration, Music for the Masses, or Violator. Now, I'm sure some of you are yelling at me to get off of your lawn, and you're like, no, it's construction time again. And and maybe for some of you it is, but I'm just saying it tends to be. As this is a discussion about music, it's not going to make everyone happy, and I just have to accept that. So um, I thought about Depeche Mode, one of my favorite bands ever. I remember when I was working on Star Trek and Frakes played Miles Davis for me for the first time. I thought that I would return the favor by playing Depeche Mode for him, and um, it he he did not receive Depeche Mode in the same with the same willingness that I received uh, jazz music. And for years, for years, he would tease me about it. And I don't remember the context of the teasing, but I just remember him saying things like, "So, how's that music? Is it how is that Depeche Mode?" And Gates, who spoke French, said, why is the band called Fast Fashion? And I was like, I don't know. All I know is that I like to listen to them. It's funnier in my head. Anyhow, I said to this guy, you know, I think that you can divide Depeche into three main eras with kind of like an epilogue era. The first era would be their early synth pop music, and that would be from uh, like... Uh, speak and spell up through some great reward. Then their their second era, which I think is their best era, is the dark, almost kind of flirts with goth era, which would be starting with Black Celebration and ending with Violator. And then they have their kind of like post-Violator. We're trying to stay relevant in um, a, a music landscape dominated by grunge. Uh, which I think is really not a particularly good area. There, there's some songs on on uh, songs of faith and devotion that I like, but overall, it just doesn't have the same um, emotional impact that the earlier records have for me. And then there's like that sort of pseudo fourth era, uh, which would be their current era, where the band is really struggling, I think, to recapture that sound that made them so beloved around the world in their second era. So I said to this guy, you should probably figure out 
what song, what era the song you heard came from and then choose something similar like that. Never replied to me, so I don't know if I was helpful or not, uh, but um, it gave me an excuse to play Enjoy the Silence as the theme song for today's episode of Radio Free Burrito, uh, which allows me to say, the goddamn motherfucking bulldozer is gone. Let's all enjoy the silence together. Isn't it wonderful? It's probably more exciting for me to watch the volume meter on GarageBand just be a flat line than it is for you to actually listen to it. But um, it's really wonderful. And incidentally, I met the people that uh, bought the house that was built next door. They move in in a few weeks, and they are the nicest people ever. I really lucked out. I got great neighbors. And I told them how much I hated the bulldozer, and they were very sympathetic to that. Uh, but they're really nice people, and they have two little kids who seem really sweet, and uh, I'm really, really excited. I think I'm finally going to have a neighbor that is close enough to my own age that uh, I can stand at the wall, you know, like, like you do everywhere else in the world, and, uh, you know, and talk over the wall. I'm real excited about that. So anyhow, because I am enjoying the silence, I can now record the Radio Free Burrito. Um, my name is Will Wheaton. And I am going to take you with me today uh, as I listen to a little music and reach way back into the vault, way all the way back to Just a Geek to uh, tell you a story that I, I don't know why but has been on my mind recently. I think it's a, I think it's a good one. So uh, we're going to have a, a super fun time today, and it will all begin right after this. Rather than compare personal computers ourselves, we asked the computers which one was better on the basis of price and memory. The Apple II preferred the Commodore 64. Then we asked the IBM, and it picked the Commodore 64. Then the Radio Shack chose the Commodore 64. That's what we like about our competition. They're so honest. The Commodore 64, what nobody else can give you at twice the price. If you are of a certain age and you have a certain amount of affection for computer history, you want to go to the show notes for this episode and click on the link to YouTube where I found that Commodore 64 commercial because getting to see all those different computer terminals and monitors, especially when viewed through the modern monitors that we're all using today, um, is an experience that really uh, grabs on to the nostalgia oblongata and yanks. I mean, it really yanks, like like Weird Al pulling on your lips yanks. That's what I'm talking about. Now, listen, my friends. Uh, I, in the original mix of this episode of Radio Free Burrito, uh, threw to a song now. And as uh, the show was mixing down, I went to look up uh, some information about the song and discovered that it was not, as I thought, audio abandonware. It was, in fact, still available on a compilation that could be purchased from iTunes. And as a result of that, I didn't feel it was appropriate for me to play the, uh, the song, and uh, I had to actually go back, take the song and the dialogue that I had, you know, the talk in and the talk out, what is that, the announce and the back announce, out, and then close up the remainder of the show. I really, listen, you know, if I could just lay a guilt trip on you for a minute. I really did quite a bit to sort of salvage this particular episode of the Radio Free Burrito, so uh, you're welcome. 
Anyhow, um, because that uh, cut was made, we're going to go directly into the really weird commercial that I played at the end of that song. And then the rest of the episode will pick up and will play out as it was originally recorded uh, earlier this afternoon. <laughs> it's very exciting, isn't it? So um, here, enjoy this interesting announcement. The best tabak is Nochtom tabak. Nochtom, nu ook met filter. Nochtom, 25 voor 1,50. Nochtom, rijp, vitaal, echt. Nochtom. That is the angriest commercial I have ever heard in my life. But I think that there's some truth in advertising there because I imagine that that is exactly how you would sound if you spent any significant time enjoying a Norton uh, filterless tobacco. In fact, I think that commercial was actually recorded by um, a 21-year-old girl who was a, a, a longtime uh, customer of theirs. I can't back that up. In fact, I just made that up. I don't know why I feel the need to issue all of these disclaimers. How about if I just get into the story? Let's do that. So this is from Chapter 11 of Just a Geek and a little backstory on this so I can just sort of get into the blog entries that, are, uh, that make up the, the bulk of this chapter. In the uh, early half of 2002, um, we were really struggling financially. I wasn't working very much as an actor and uh, – a lot of the money I had saved, I put into our house, and uh, a lot of the money that I had remaining after that was unexpectedly going to pay lawyers and therapists and um, all of the, the, the people that you have to pay when your wife's ex-husband decides three weeks after your marriage uh, that he's going to take you to court to take the kids away because that's awesome. And it was a really hard time for us. So um, I was struggling to figure out a way to sort of keep my website and my blog and my writing kind of pure, um, but also acknowledge that there was an, a large audience. Uh, and this is before I had, I had published Just a Geek and it's before I would published Dancing Barefoot, but that there was a large audience that may be interested in you know, picking up things. And at that time, the economy that made sense was to go to eBay and auction off memorabilia. And uh, it, it bothered me. It felt weird to me. I wasn't crazy about doing it. Um, it certainly wasn't you know, like, like Corey Haim selling his teeth or anything like that, but it still made me feel – it made me feel like kind of like a – Kind of like a douchey loser. It's been a long time since. Like, what is it? It's been eight years since then. And uh, I still feel weird talking about it. I still feel uncomfortable. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I knew that the reality was this was the only way I could support my family at the time. And it was important to me that it wasn't – that I didn't just go, hey, people who read my blog, here's uh, – Here's 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 a here's an auction go go bid on it. I wanted to do things that were creative and sort of tell uh, stories when I do it, when I did it. And one of the things that I ended up auctioning off was this Wesley Crusher action figure, and it ended up being this really meaningful moment for me uh, as I came to terms with and sort of simultaneously embraced and let go 
of Wesley Crusher and and everything Wesley Crusher meant to me as a you know as as a uh, as a what was I was thirty in two thousand two. So anyhow, here's uh, here is from chapter eleven of Just a Geek. The, uh, the Wesley Dialogues. This blog post was originally published on May 21st, 2002, and it is entitled Mirror, Mirror. I'm in my garage, digging through a box of stuff, trying to find my awful green things from outer space game. I'm on the cold concrete floor, looking through the open box. I move aside some books and find my game. As I lift it out of the box, it reveals this cadet Wesley Crusher action figure sitting there in the bottom. I look at him, wondering whether I should just look away and pretend that I didn't see him, or take him out and say hello. After an awkward silence, I pick him up and I say, Hey, how you doing? He just stares back at me, silent and stoic from within his plastic cell. I consider him for a moment and tell him, You know, you look sort of cool in this uniform. You should have stuck around a bit longer, so you could have worn it more. I should point out that at at the time, if I could just violently break the dramatic narrative, uh, at the time, I was really struggling with this idea that I really fucked up by leaving Star Trek when I did, and I created this this uh, kind of well, it's sort of a character in Just a Geek called "Prove to Everyone That Quitting Star Trek Wasn't a Mistake." And it was, uh, it was just like, it was like a demon, right? Um, it drove me crazy. I, I would see my friends from Next Generation and they had all done really well. And, uh, I, I, I had this idea when I was 18 and knew everything that, uh, I should go have a big film career. And of course, when I, I wasn't an actor, so I, I left Star Trek to go do that. But then when I wasn't an actor every day, it was kind of like, oh my God, the strings have been cut. I can do whatever I want. And I, uh, and I just sort of like went and worked for a computer company instead because it was important to me to do something different with my life just in case I wasn't able to be an actor forever. All of this stuff is sort of uh, – uh, this is the sort of the TLDR version of, of Just a Geek. Um, I was – so uh, here we go. Uh, TLDR. I was really struggling with – the decision I had made as a child to leave Star Trek, and I carried that emotional baggage around with me. So in my conversations with him, uh, I'm sort of in that emotional place. I'll back up, get back to the narrative. I consider him for a moment and tell him, you know, you look sort of cool in this uniform. You should have stuck around a bit longer, so you could have worn it more. He gives no response, and I pause a moment to admire his perfect hair. I run my hand through my own unwashed hair, and my fingers get thick with yesterday's water wax. I wonder if his perfect hair still smells like Sebastian Shaper hairspray. His eyes burn into mine. His blank stare mocks me, and I can't take it any longer. I put him back into the box, and as I'm about to put an unopened box of 1990 Topps NHL trading cards on him, he says, Wait! I lift up the box of cards, and he's looking at me. His smug confidence replaced with sadness. Hey, I don't want to stay in this box anymore. you got to let me out. His green eyes implore me to release him. Sorry, Wesley, but if I take you off that card, you're worthless. Well, at least let me come sit on a shelf in your house. This box is cold and dark. 
And since you took out the Ren and Stimpy plush toys in December, there isn't even anyone to talk to. I think of the years he and I spent together. I think back to our falling out, and I can't believe that someone I was so close to has become such a stranger. I know what I must do. You're right, Wesley. You can't stay in this box any longer. It's just not right. I'm going to find you a new home. Some place where you will have lots of other action figures to talk to. And maybe even a collectible plate or two. You mean... You're gonna put me up on eBay? Yep. No! You suck, Wheaton! Shut up, Wesley. When I started to write that entry, I thought... Why make a boring announcement when you can turn it into a story? I also thought that Wesley would be sweet and polite and talk about how excited he was to have a new home, but I couldn't do it. It was too much fun to make him profane and for me to reclaim the line, shut up, Wesley. I checked the auction frequently over the next few days, and when I blogged about the auction's progress, I saw a chance to have another conversation. Turns out Cadet Crusher had a a few more things he needed to get off his tiny plastic chest. This was written on May 24th, 2002, and is titled Turnabout Intruder. It's late at night, and the rest of my house is asleep. The only sound other than my typing is that soft, comforting hum of the fan in my computer. The room is dark, except for the light falling off of my monitor. He's sitting on my desk, just outside the monitor's soft glow, staring at me. Hey, Wesley, I've got some good news. You've had a change of heart, and you're going to put me in a jello mold with Counselor Troy and Princess Leia? No. First of all, Princess Leia isn't even the right scale for you. Who said anything about scale? I'm articulated. Do you want to hear the good news or not? He sighs the perturbed yet insecure sigh of an 18-year-old. He strains his little plastic body against the twisty tie which is holding him to his cardboard backing. Yes. You're way more popular than I thought. People have bid nearly $300 for you on eBay. You're a hit crusher. They love you. He stops straining and looks at me incredulous. What? Yeah, take a look. I pick him up and turn him to face the monitor. Hey, slow down, jackass. You're going to give me motion sickness. I wonder if this is the correct doll. I wonder if I've picked up the evil Wesley Crusher instead. I spin him around again and look at the telltale goatee, but it's not there. I guess he's just cranky. Dude, take it easy! Sorry, Wesley. I slowly turn him back around and point him at the monitor. I click the URL and show him the bidding, which has climbed to nearly $300. See? Isn't that cool? All this time we thought people hated us. But they like us, Wesley. They really like us. He's silent for a moment, and when he finally speaks, his voice is thick with emotion. Yeah, that's... That's really cool, he says. And I swear I can feel the cardboard shudder a little bit in my hands. Hey, Wheaton. Yeah? Can you... Just put me down on the desk for a while. I've, uh... I think I have something in my eye. Are you... crying, Wesley? Shut up, Wheaton. 
When I told Wesley all this time we thought people hated us, but they like us, I could have said, all this time, I hated you so much, I started to hate myself. But it was time wasted. I've learned to like you and the part of me that you represent. When he cried, the tears rolled off my face. I had started out this auction as a means to an end. I just wanted to keep the water turned on in my house. I didn't know that it would become this enormous confrontation with one of my greatest personal demons, but when I wrote the final installment in the trilogy, I put Wesley in his place, and he put me in mine. The final entry in the trilogy was published on May 28, 2002, and is titled The Big Goodbye. The time has come. I've been putting it off over the weekend, attending my best friend's wedding, going geocaching with my stepson. But it is time. Money has changed hands, and I have an obligation to fulfill. I pick him up from my desk and avoid eye contact as I carry him into the dining room. I gingerly put him down on my dining room table, and he looks like a patient about to undergo some sort of surgery. Strangely, I feel more like Dr. Giggles than Dr. Green. He looks up at me and he says, Hey, Wheaton, what do you say you let me out of this box and take me for a spin in your land speeder? Can't do it, Wesley. First, you're the wrong scale. And second, you don't belong to me anymore. He doesn't reply. He knows that I'm right. I uncap a gold paint pen and get ready. The familiar burn of acetone and paint hits me in the face, and a series of convention memories blurs through my mind in hyperreal Hunter S. Thompson vision. I sign a plate, a photo, a poster, field a question that I don't know the answer to, politely decline the offer of a hug from a sweaty woman in a Spock Lives t-shirt. The memories race past, and I watch them with a certain amount of detachment, a spectator to my own life. Although the places and people changed, there was little difference from one hotel convention hall to the next. The same questions, the same jokes, the same nerd funk. The memories engulfed me with a frightening and surprising lucidity. I think that I've allowed these events to drift into the distance of memory, but they come back immediate and insistent as if no time has passed. Wesley looks at me, daring me to give voice to these thoughts. I realize that we are very interwoven, whether we like it or not. And as I open my mouth to speak, something I'd never thought of before comes into my mind. I can exist without him, but he could not, would not, does not exist without me. Suddenly I feel free. I lift the pen up and touch it to the plastic and write what I've been asked to write. Vincent, I am sick of following rules and regulations. Will Wheaton. It's done. I sit back and regard him. He's obscured by my writing, which casts a latticework of shadows across his face and body. The symbolism of this moment is not lost on me. You know, that was a cool line, he says. You remember how cool it was to stand up to Picard? Yeah. It was fun being you back then, I tell him. 
I uh, watched Code of Honor last night, though. Jesus, you are a dork, man. That wasn't me, dude. That was Wesley Crusher, the doctor's son. I'm Cadet Crusher, the badass. Wesley was a dork. Cadet Crusher was cool. Do I need to remind you who waxed Robin Leffler's ass? Why do you have to talk that way? People have a certain image of you, you know. Hey, they can kiss my shiny plastic ass. I have never been responsible for the things I say. I can only say what someone tells me to say. As a matter of fact, I'm not even talking now. You're putting all these words in my mouth. So my Tyler Durden is a five-inch action figure? Well, that's perfect. At least you can't force me into some sort of project mayhem. Oh, I can't? Looking through the gold paint pen, I'm not sure. But I think he's sizing me up. You're such a pussy, Wheaton. We were cool when we wore this spacesuit, and you know it. Fucking own that. If anyone has a problem with that, they can kiss my ass, they can kiss your ass, they can kiss their own ass. Then they can fuck all the way off 12 different ways. I'm a bit shocked to hear this come out of us. Um, Wesley, you really can't talk like that. I just told you it's not me. It's you, cockknocker. Now put me in the box and find some other cool thing to auction. I think I saw a plate in the closet. Why didn't we ever talk like this before? I never realized that you were cool. I, I mean, I, I really hated you. Yeah, you and every other insecure teenage boy. Listen up and listen good, because I'm not saying this again. You have always cared too fucking much what other people thought of us. Go read your stupid website and listen to your own advice. You'll be much happier. Now put me in the box and get this over with. I look at him and a touch of sadness passes over me. Wesley, I have always been and I always will be. Oh, Jesus Christ! I can't believe you were going to quote Star Trek. I am so embarrassed for you right now. Just close the fucking box and send me on my way. I do it. I put him in the box, drop in some packing stuff and a few stickers. We drive to the post office in silence. I walk to the mailbox and open it. I think about saying goodbye, but I know that Wesley won't be talking to me anymore. I place the box on the edge and lift it up. The box falls into darkness. I am Will's freedom. It's funny, you know, I, uh, I've read this a few times live, and I... Uh, if I ever do the Just a Geek obligatory one-man show featuring Will Wheaton, um, this will be part of it. And I've read it before, and it used to really choke me up. And reading it now, it's weird. Like, I almost feel like I'm reading a story about a different person because, well, you know, because it was so long ago and it was so different. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. Here's the, uh, here's the end of this chapter. There's this great scene in Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers where we find out that as the One Ring slowly drove him mad, Smeagol created Gollum to help him survive. Once Smeagol has Frodo to look after him, he doesn't need Gollum any longer. Leave now and never come back, Smeagol tells Gollum, who hisses and spits and fights like crazy to remain in control until Smeagol ultimately finds the strength to drive him away. That scene struck very close to home for me. My One Ring was fame and celebrity. And my golem 
was prove to everyone that quitting Star Trek wasn't a mistake. When I wrote the Wesley Dialogues, I did prove to everyone that quitting Star Trek wasn't a mistake, but not in the way I expected. All the years I felt feeling trapped, like that action figure, in a little plastic box, unable to speak for myself or do anything I wanted to do, came to an end. I wasn't trying to achieve escape velocity from 15 years of frustration, angst, and regret, but that is exactly what happened. Leave now and never come back, I told Prove to everyone as I wrote the big goodbye. I don't need you anymore. Quoting Lord of the Rings, he sneered, You're such a geek. It's just a geek, I said. I haven't heard from him since. Stone information, the brass was phasing tunes I couldn't place. Window, man, I wish I could get permission from Wilco to play uh, their songs in their entirety on uh, Radio Free Burrito because I really love their music. I feel strange right now, um, and not the strange but also good that is typically associated with the memories of the future cast. Um, I'm really proud of Just a Geek, and the feedback that I have received over the years from I'd say 99% of readers and listeners has been unbelievably positive. Uh, people tell me that it's inspiring. People tell me that uh, they they really you know they really enjoyed it. In the early years, uh, right after it was published, for about six or nine months after it was published, I would get these angry emails from people who were expecting some kind of like celebrity tell-all book, um, or were expecting some book that was all about behind the scenes on Star Trek with lots of salacious details. Um, uh, Largely because that's the way the publisher attempted to market it, which is really disappointing to me because I feel like it really cut off a lot of potential readers. Uh, but the people who came to it um, from you know me and let it kind of be its own thing uh, received more or less you know the story I wanted to tell and got out of it what I had hoped people would get out of it, you know. In addition to just being what's hopefully a story about a journey, uh, it's uh, maybe it's maybe it's like a little bit of a walkthrough for uh, for that level that I talked about. But anyway, it's really weird for me to read that now because I remember how that felt, and I remember how terrible I felt for so many years, and not just like I felt bad, you know, with all that Star Trek angst, but. I kind of hinted at it in a lot of my writings, but I never really just came right out and said, like, I was trying so hard to be a good husband and a good father. And it just seemed like there was this fucking gauntlet monster generator of some other fucking thing. As soon as I would down one boss, something new would show up. And and I, I just felt like 
it was never going to be any different than that. And, you know, I write a lot about Anne, how she's sort of nerd adjacent or geek adjacent or whatever. And we have this, uh, I think we have a really wonderful relationship, a terrific partnership, um, and a, a like a great friendship too. And, you know, she was going through all this stuff too, but was always there for me. We always found a way to be there for each other. Anyway, reading that reminds me, like kind of puts me in touch emotionally with all of the turmoil I felt at that time. And it's strange to read it today because uh, I just don't feel like that anymore. I'm, I'm happy. Things are good. When I finish recording this and post it and, head, and get it online, I'm on my way to a, kind of an important meeting that, that may very well result in something awesome. Yes, it's another one of those I can't talk about it projects, but I really want to do the Just a Geek stage show with Will Wheaton just because it cracks me up to talk about myself in the third person. All right, it's official. It's on the list. It's something that I really want to do. And by want to do, I mean am going to do. So as I'm recording this, it's one thirty-six and 41 seconds on Tuesday, May 4th. Resolved. I'm going to do one of those sort of 90-minute, perhaps two-hour shows that takes material from my books and turns it into a narrative kind of arc. Maybe I'll only do it once. Maybe I will do it uh, one time for 35 people uh, here in Los Angeles, but I'm going to do it because it feels like the right thing to do. Well, thanks. I'm glad you could be part of that decision you know, because you're in the future and I'm any, anyhow. So, um, yeah, I, guess what? I guess that's sort of the end of this, uh, this episode of, of Radio Free Burrito. I, I know that I said last week, or, you know, last episode, I was going to read a story for my friend's daughter. Um, I was going to read The Trade because she saw it at Wootstock and, uh, and really liked it. Um, but I've read The Trade so many times that I kind of decided that I didn't want to do that. Uh, and anyway, I just sent her the audiobook so she could have her own uh, copy of it for her birthday. Um, so uh, no, uh, no, 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 the trade this week, but you know the Wesley dialogues. Um, anyhow, um, I guess uh, all that's really left for me to do is say thank you to everyone who decided to feed the burrito this week. So if I could get some jaunty kazoo music, please. Uh, the Jaunty Kazoo music. I so enjoy it. Uh, Michelle Z, Donna H, Chris K, Anders R, Laura L, Dana H, Teresa W, Sven H, John S, Joshua T, Bob S, Todd E, Robert T, John L, David D, Gray H, Gary B, Melanie P, David S, Michael D, Michelle R, and an anonymous benefactor. I also received two in-person offline burrito feedings, uh, Nate K and Zach S. <laughs> My son was like, why um, 
does Abraham Lincoln have a word balloon going toward his mouth that says Nate KRFB? And I said, because Nate fed the burrito in person. It was awesome. So thank you very much, you guys. I'm going to do my best to get back on schedule for uh, next week's Radio Free Burrito, but I am planning an interview show with an awesome friend where we will have an epic announcement, and it's just a matter of coordinating schedules uh, as we're both relatively busy at the moment. But that should be out within the next seven days, and I promise you it will be worth the wait. So, until next time, this is Will Wheaton reminding you, don't be a dick. Bye. girl who likes CCGs and Doc Ted told me to listen to VTWProductions.com Isn't it great? So what y'all think of that one? I find it to be entertaining and nerdy, which is kind of what we're all about here at Versus the World Radio, so I think he's a good fit. If only we could get him to come on staff. Yeah. Yeah, like that'll happen. Hmm. But I digress. And occasionally diverge and I might even divest if you're not careful. But I digress. Um, well, go ahead. You should be jealous of me because Felicia J is hot and really, really fantastically nice person. Um, so if you do get a chance to meet her, I highly recommend it. Sadly, she seems to have kind of passed that threshold of uh, fame where people of my level don't show up on her radar anymore. I mean, back in the day when they were promoting the guild and it was not the thing that it is now, they were quite eager to uh, show up on our radio shows, and now I can't get emails returned, so... But I'm not bitter. Okay, maybe a little. But I digress. So, that was Will Wheaton with Radio Free Burrito, which I highly recommend you check out, and if, if he ever gets back to it and starts doing episodes again, I'll be sure to include them here on Alpha Geek Radio for your enjoyment, because these are things that I think you should hear and should know about. I'm uh, also trying to scare up some of the uh, classic radio drama uh, and nerdy uh, radio presentation series that I grew up on as a kid to see if any of them are willing to uh, allow us to play live, if not include in podcast. Uh, There's lots of radio series I would love to introduce you to, but... They're not uh, necessarily released under Creative Commons, so I'm sending off emails and requesting permission to you know, give them free promotion. Hey, freebies. People want to come buy your MP3s. Line up, form an orderly queue at the door. Yeah, I know. I greatly overestimate my own uh, influence and keeps uh, <sighs> me awake at night. It's, it's the damnedest thing. Okay, coming up in our next section, we have some definitely adult content uh, from Mr. Adam Savage again, but it's awfully damn hilarious. Uh, we have a little bit more Molly Lewis, a track called Peep Fight. We have a piece that Paul and Storm have kind of gotten a little bit of, a little bit famous for doing in their live shows. It's referred to as the Captain's Lament, um, and their live presentations of it just keep getting longer and longer, and longer. Yeah, Boss Wally in the IRC. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I would love to include. Sadly, I don't think the BBC is going to be willing to hand over the rights to that one. Uh, 
I guess I could try, but I wouldn't hold out a whole lot of hope. Because they're kind of big and have their own promotion engine, but it's the darndest thing. Anyway, getting back to uh, what's coming up next on Alpha Geek Radio. So Adam Savage, a little more, a little short snippet from him. Molly Lewis with Peep Fight. Paul and Storm with The Captain's Lament, the live recording from them. Little OC remix called Chocarina Remix. And our first recommendation come in via GoHex from the aforementioned uh, Go Search the Creative Commons site, a group called Panic. And the title of the track is The Story of Ohm. Here they come. I'll be back after more entertainment. Um, so, uh, 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 I wanted to tell you that Jamie Hyman is my partner on Mythbusters. Oh. I wanted to, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to blow any shit up tonight. I got some fun shit to show you, but it's too much trouble to call the fire department every time. But I did wanna, I'm going to bust a myth that Jamie Hyman is never intentionally funny. <laughs> all the, the social networking sites Reddit and Dig and Boing Boing and everything and I saw this interview uh, a couple years ago with Billy Bob where he was talking about fame he was like well you guys don't know what it is what it's all like because you could be married to the most beautiful woman in the world and having sex with her could be like fucking couch <laughs> you know everyone's like oh really? Angelina he said that about Angelina and I came in and immediately downloaded this to my crew because this is really thrilling and we all clutched our girls oh, oh my god and off in the corner, Jamie's there, he's, as he often is, he like stands back as I'm telling stories, and he goes, and if my couch looked like Angelina Jolie, I'd fuck it.
us yakking because it is now time for a song about pirates. I think they'd be ready for this one. Indeed. <laughs> Scurvy crew. Uh-oh. The perilous lighting. <laughs> it's red skies at night, sailor's delight. Orange sky behind us. Something My needs to remind us. us. <laughs> <laughs> We're right here. You can find us. <laughs> With the panties, they shall bind us. One panty to rule them all. Oh, man, do I love a geek crowd. Um, Okay, you are going to be our swarthy pirate crew, and when we cue you, and only when we cue you... That that was not a cue, it was a waggle. When we cue you, let forth with a full-throated piratical R. Practice it now! R! Hit me two times! R! Hit us! Pie times! Couple of you going off the gangplank a little early there. That'll be the public school students rounding up to four. There's some very oblong circles out here in Minneapolis, I guess. Oblong Circles is our Oingo Boingo cover band. <laughs> All right, one more time, practice. Excellent. It has been our pleasure performing for you this evening. This last song is called The Captain's Wife's Lament. We are beginning it at 8.26 p.m. Those of you who have not seen us, I mention that because you will be wondering why we are still singing it at 9.17 p.m. <laughs> And those of you who've seen us know that I am not kidding. <laughs> the ship sailed into harbor after 15 months at sea. The captain hit the tavern with his crew of 53. That be ye. Arr! Give me an R. What's that spell? <laughs> Everyone passes the pirate SAT. Tis no pirate left behind. <laughs> it's going to be one of these crowds tonight then, huh? <laughs> took, us, took us 48 minutes to figure you out, but now we got you clocked. <sighs> one more time. Arr! I'm just marking time because I forgot where we were. Ah, yes, crew of 53. After drinking up their pay, they staggered through the town. But, but all the inns and public houses turned the sailors down. Dejected are. Oh, sympathetic pirates. <laughs> Give us a pity are. <laughs> Give us a surprised are. Give us a suave Billy D. Williams sexy are. Yeah, you some sexy pirates. You truly belong with us here among the clouds. <laughs> Give us a confused R. R. Give us a Scooby-Doo R. R. Same thing with a little extra gravy on top. <laughs> uh, for you Top Chef fans out there, 
Apparently, confusion plus gravy equals Scooby-Doo. Twenty-eight, four lines in. Uh, I believe uh, we left it. Dejected R. Speaking of which, no, not yet. I'm not gonna let him wait because we've got a good 12, 24, 80 more minutes of this song. Closer to eighty, judging by this bunch. Dejected R. The captain said, fear not me, lads, you all can come with me. I live just around the corner, and you all can stay for free. Hopeful R! What kind of socks you like best? Where can you find on the radio dial Garrison Keeler? And what's your favorite character, what he plays? I believe our friend is one of Chunky. House lights, where was he? Oh, that's good. Shine a light in our... There we, there we go. That's called pandering to the regional crowd. <laughs> Who's your favorite droid? From your favorite movie? What be, be your favorite chemical element? What's your favorite crime? Wait, who said our ape? Tis not cool. Nay means nay. Eight thirty. Oh, you know, since the momentum has yet again ground to a screeching halt, now's as good a time as ever to mention the official Paul and Storm Dejected R T-shirt for sale. Complete with a treasure map on the back that leads to the end of this song. But we left oh so long ago at Hopeful R. But when the captain's wife awoke upon the break of day, they say that you could hear her wailing clear to Bodney Bay. Did we ask for a Shatner R? But thank you for enabling us, sir. That would, of course, be a Shatnar. <laughs> Who be your favorite bald captain of the Enterprise? <laughs> okay, we're gonna do one more, then we'll finish. Shh. <laughs> Steer the ship into Riddlin Bay. We're gonna do one more. We're gonna finish the song, then we'll be done, and you all can go pee. After you get up, yeah, there, not immediately. Go back there, that's not Guthrie's, an order. Guthrie's too nice. Just for a suggestion. That. Yeah. 
Pirates have no manners. <laughs> All right, seriously, shut the hell up. Be very quiet. One final R. She said there's semen all around the bed, semen on the floor, semen in the bathroom and behind the closet door. There's semen in the fireplace and semen in the hall. The living room is carpeted with semen wall to wall. There's semen in the entryway and semen on the stair. And worst of all, there's even semen in the underwear. There's some behind the larder and beneath the table too. I do believe your semen got to do me Irish too. There is semen here in front of me and semen in the rear. My God, there's even semen hanging from the chandelier. There's semen on the windowsill, semen in the yard. The semen even left a stain upon the St. Bernard. Although I am a patient, wiped is more than I can bear. To wake up in the morning with your semen in my hair. Disgusted are from the ladies. Few excited hours. You manly sounding ladies. Yeah. I ne'er again do wish to see thee darken up my door. So clean up all your semen and come round my way no more. So clean up all your semen and come round my way no more. Clean up all your semen and come round my way no more.
casual. And I'm a hardcore. And if there's one thing that we can agree on, it's to listen to Versus the World Radio. VTWProductions.com And now, I'm going to kill you! No, I'm going to kill you! Yes, yes, all casuals and hardcores should kill each other. Um, that's one of the, actually one of the things I'm waiting to hear back on as to whether Alpha Geek Radio will turn into a co-production with myself and Octail. Um, I've kind of sent the missive off, to, missive off to him saying, We should do content together. Discuss. To which he responded, Yes. And that's as far as the conversation has gone. So uh, perhaps it will be this, perhaps it will be something else, perhaps it will go nowhere. We shall see. So, did you all enjoy your virtual uh, experience of the Captain's Lament? Something tells me it would be an order of magnitude more epic uh, in person. So, check out rootstock.net. That's W-0-0-T-S-T-O-C-K dot net. And wait for them to do a show within easy reach of where you live. I am waiting for that to happen myself. Yes, you guys badly need to come to Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona. Dodge Theater would hold you nicely. Come now. I demand it. I know you're listening. I know you are. You're one of the... God, I have, actually I have no idea how many people are listening, but you've, you've at least downloaded the podcast because, I mean, it's me. I mean, come on. But I digress and occasionally diverge and divest and all those other D words. It's old. Wow. Let's just take a look here. How strong is this woodchuck cider? Because, damn, it's late and I am old. However, I do have more queued up for you guys. Um, definitely need to get suggestions from you so we're not quite as repetitive as we are in our uh, premiere show here. And... However, as entertaining as Paul and Storm are, uh, and Jonathan Colton, and Molly, and all the above. Uh, in our next little segment here, we have some classic Jonathan Colton in the form of Code Monkey. We have more Paul and Storm. <laughs> in a definitely adult track, uh, I Will Sing a Lullaby to You. Sounds innocuous and isn't. And then I have a little Exorb uh, queued up for you. Uh, My Bubble Point and... My Bubble Point Remix. So, <laughs> uh, Black Void telling me, For the love of God, please give me the power to kick. From None Left. Um, let's see who we need to kick here. Mm, but I digress. So, here comes our next small segment of entertainment for all of you, because I am too tired to entertain you myself. I am Gnomewise, this is Alpha Geek Radio on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. I'll be back after hmm, this. Code Monkey, get up, get coffee. Code Monkey, go to job. Code Monkey, have boring meeting with boring manager Rob. Rob say Code Monkey, very diligent, but his output stinks. Is code not functional or elegant? What do Code Monkey think? Code Monkey think maybe manager wanna write goddamn login page himself. Code Monkey not say it out loud. Code Monkey not crazy, just proud. Code Monkey like Beatles. Code Monkey like. 
sacred hearts Going monkey like you Going monkey like you Monkey have long walk back to cubicle. He sit down, pretend to work. Good monkey not thinking. So straight, good monkey not feeling. So great, good monkey like Fritos. Good monkey like Cabin Mountain Dew. Good monkey, very simple man. Big, warm, fuzzy, secret heart. Good monkey like you. Thanks.
that you're on leads to the fire When you're sad and your vagina's all so tired When your lady parts are weary and your soul hurts from the strain I will be your strength and your vagina's friend When your every day is the darkest of the season When existence seems to lose all of its reason When the flower of your womanhood feels broken and afraid I will help your womb get on its feet again And I will gently stroke your hair Rest your head upon my chest And I will say how much I care Found the kindest kind And I will ease your burden And I will make you whole And I will sing a lullaby To your vagina Some ice and a saw and a thread and needle To help you say goodbye to Tweedledum and Tweedledeedle A tisket, a tasket No more eggs in the basket When your pants pair is too, too many Call us up soon, you won't have any Your new life begins when you lose the twins Call Paul and Storm the D-Ballers Ditch the testes, keep the resties, Paul and Storm the D-Ballers.
I'm a casual. And I'm a hardcore. And if there's one thing that we can agree on, it's to listen to Versus the World Radio. VTWProductions.com And now, I'm going to kill you! No, I'm going to kill you! So extra props to anyone out there who can uh, correctly identify the background music that I am using for this uh, inaugural episode of Alpha Geek Radio. Um, if you listen to stuff I've done before, like Alpha Geek interviews, you may already have the ID, but Gohex is trying to do, I don't know, Sim, Sim, Salabim kind of Doctor Strange um, mind control over the interwebs. Taint working so well, but I digress. All right, I am old and tired and have been at this for a couple of hours, so this is a sufficient test for the Alpha Geek Radio idea. I will attempt to kludge this together into an archive, get it out onto one of the podcast feeds, and receive feedback from the internet about whether this is something we should pursue or kill with fire. I'm betting that the response will come back, kill it with fire, but I've been wrong before. And frequently. This is what happens when the wife goes out of town, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, do not leave the gnome-wise alone in the house with the kids. Only bad things can come of it. So we have a little bit of uh, Jonathan Colton to lead us out. And we shall call it a night. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Alpha Geek Radio on Versus of the World Radio. www.vtwproductions.com I am Gnomewise, you are the listeners. Hopefully we'll do this again sometime. Watch the forums at vtwproductions.com for announcements regarding perhaps a regular showtime for this. And maybe new hosts. We'll see. And someone is showing me a picture of the Hypnotoad via video. All glory to the Hypnotoad. Wait a second, I think I have that drop-in on this machine. Yes, yes I do. Please, Hypnotone! It's beyond my control! No, that wasn't the right one. This is the one. All glory to the Hypnotone. Okay, I the hell am out of here. I will queue up some more tracks for you and then turn it back over to the 24-7 server, which will play you repeats of recent episodes of Versus the World Radio Productions. I have been Gnomewise. You have been the world. I am out of here. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for your feedback. Good night. Forever and you were all mine Only a dream I know Thinking you'd never go Tearing off pieces of myself Just for the time it buys me Fold my heart up small Somewhere
and keep it there. Take it when you go. There in the frame of your face, in the cast of your eyes. I saw this coming, but still I am caught by surprise. All of this time, I knew that I'd be losing you. That doesn't mean that it's okay. That doesn't mean I'm ready for. So I come on. 